Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. How do you create present and future value? As a trusted advisor for CFOs, private equity sponsors, and corporate functional leaders, Cross Country Consulting solves today's most pressing challenges and creates present and future enterprise value with tailored integrated solutions for accounting and risk, technology-enabled transformation, and transactions. Working as a strategic partner and collaborative part of your team, they can help you see around corners and generate value for your business. The future-ready business, in sight and within reach. Go to crosscountry-consulting.com to learn more. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There are all different kinds of people in this world. Some are socially fluent, they can walk into a room, they can make friends, they can meet people, and there are others who are, well, awkward. I am one of those awkward ones, which is why I was so excited to talk to Tai Tashiro. He's a psychologist who studies social awkwardness. In fact, he wrote a whole book about it. It's called Awkward, the science of why we're socially awkward and why that's awesome. And it turns out there are actually some huge advantages to being socially awkward. So much so that socially fluent people might actually learn something from us socially awkward people. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This conversation is, at times, a little bit awkward. But it's also awesome. This is a bit of optimism. Ty, I've never introduced a guest this way before, but I am so glad that you exist. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's a really nice, really nice way to start off. <laughs> I... I am this person that you study and write about. I am and have always been awkward. My girlfriend would make fun of me, but lovingly. She always admired that we would go to a party, for example. We were at a social event, and I had no idea how to insert myself into a conversation. You know how some people can just sidle up to a conversation and just join in, and it's not awkward sure. or weird or anything. And I'd never known how to do that, and so... What I do is I stand in the middle of the room or to the side, but sometimes in the middle, completely by myself, holding my drink, just watching everybody. And weirdly, I'm totally comfortable doing it, but my God, it's awkward for everybody else. And it's awkward for me too, but but I've just gotten used I, I to it. I know exactly... <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Simon. So you're you're in good company today. What was your what's your journey? How did you start studying awkwardness? Well, I, I guess real life experience. If we if we go all the way back, so uh, I was a super awkward kid. I, I mean, I'm still 
awkward now, kind of recovered awkward or well coped awkward, I guess. But yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Gosh, if you knew me when I was a kid, especially a junior high is awkward for everybody, of course. For me, it was particularly difficult and, and bewildering. That's kind of where it all began was just with life. And then I had some friends who had moved to new cities. And this was like 2014, I think. A lot of my friends who had moved just happened to be socially awkward. And one of the things I like to do is go visit people when they're new to a city. It's always a hard thing to do. And uh, I'd go visit these friends and I'd watch them at parties or at bars or whatever else. I'd stand there holding a drink <laughs> sometimes on the side or in the middle. And they would start talking to somebody new. And it would just be heartbreaking because they'd be awkward. And the other person would excuse themselves politely. I got to go get a drink or I got to go do something they really didn't have to do. And I got to say, it just really broke my heart because I thought these were all really great people who were super interesting, tremendous character. It's really tough to watch them struggle socially. But then I thought it's too bad for the other person, too, because they made a two or three minute decision on whether they wanted to be interested in this person or not. And now they're missing out on one of the most interesting people they could possibly become friends with. So that was where it all started, was just this empathic pain for my friends. Yeah. Uh, but then also thinking, gosh, wh- why aren't other people more understanding of where the awkward person is coming from? And it, it kind of led to this, this question for me. I thought, you know, maybe if socially awkward people could skip the first five minutes of conversation, they'd actually be all right. Uh, because it's the small talk and the minutiae that they really struggle with. Yes, yes, yes. I struggled with small talk. I sm- struggled with minutia. Dating, for, for years, dating was awful because I didn't know how to, like the, the awkwardness at the beginning. And then I find myself overcompensating, you know? Oh, yeah. What, what's the correlation between extroversion, introversion, and awkwardness, or is there none? You're just either, you know, awkward and shy or awkward and outgoing. Well, that turns out to be very interesting, Simon, because there is a small correlation between awkwardness and introversion, but it's it's not as strong as you would think it would be. And in fact, you do have people who are really awkward and super extroverted, that kind of uncontrolled extroversion where you're, you're a little too much and overwhelming for other, other folks if you don't moderate it. This is interesting. I've always liked Susan Cain's definition of introversion and extroversion, which is about energy. Introverts lose energy being social and extroverts gain energy being social. Put another way, an, an introvert wakes up in the morning with five coins and every social interaction they have, they spend a coin and by the end they're depleted. And an extrovert wakes up with no coins, every social interaction they have, they get a coin, by the end they feel rich. Yes, yes, exactly. And to your point, it's not about social awkwardness. There are socially awkward introverts and socially unawkward introverts. And they're socially yeah. awkward extroverts and socially unawkward extroverts. So what, yes. I, I, what I appreciate is that you're defining this new category, this new thing called awkwardness. So the people who aren't awkward, what, what should we be studying in them? Like, is, there a, is this innate or is there a skill that they have that even, may, even though it may not be innate for me, that I can actually practice it? And, and get better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So these non-awkward folks, I like to call them socially fluent. And yes, uh, awkward folks can learn a, tr- a tremendous amount. And, you so know, I may, one I of may, the secrets, I, may not I think. Get, I may not get fluent, but I can be somewhat conversational. 
<laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And you could even fool people, right? So you're you're proficient, let's say, but uh, you catch people in the right situation on the right day, and they're like, "Hey, you're you're doing great." Uh, for example, I'm sure you get this all the time. If you tell people that you're that you're awkward, people might have seen your public facing side, and that's all they know yeah. about you. And then there's almost this disbelief, like Simon, you're not you're not awkward. You're like, no, I, I actually really am at, at my core. But when it comes to say something like public speaking, you learned the skills and you honed them to such a degree that it would actually be hard for people to know that you're awkward. And I have to say, you know, when people say, oh, Simon, how can you be socially awkward? You stand on a stage, blah, blah, blah. But what they forget is that, first of all, when I'm on the stage, I'm not talking to anybody. You know, I'm not interacting, you know. Uh, right. But when I, when I come off the stage, people do all the talking at me. Oh, I love what you said. That was great. And I just stand there saying thank you or answering questions, but I'm actually not having to come up with anything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's right. So it, it, it actually it makes my life actually a lot easier, weirdly, you know? My social awkwardness has been mitigated. Absolutely. You know, and you have, you have quite a bit of control in that scenario, right? The public speaking, you can actually prepare for that and have some control over that. When it comes to people asking you questions, you'll get new ones that you haven't heard before, but you know your material. And so you're the kind of the subject matter expert. And that's the way it goes for observing socially fluent people. I always tell socially fluent folks, awkward people are watching you, <laughs> you know, and hopefully it's not in a creepy kind of way. But I know certainly when I was a kid, I would observe people I respected for their social skill and how they interacted with others. And we just study how they greeted people, how they how they responded, how they held their posture. And then in the privacy of my own home, <laughs> you know, would practice, actually practice some of these things so I could try to gain some of that skill. What were some of the things that you practiced so you could gain those skills? What are some of the specific things that you practice? A lot of things. One thing was personal space. My default, Simon, is to stand too far away from people. So in the United States, it's about 18, 19 inches of personal space is, is just about right. I'd stand about 24 inches away, which makes you feel oddly distant <laughs> and it's kind of uncomfortable. And so, yeah, I, I would watch even how close people stood to other folks. I have a hard time with eye contact by nature. And I would watch how long do they make eye contact when they look away so they're not bearing into somebody's soul all the time. Where do they look to? How long do they look away? And I would kind of get that rhythm from social learning and then practice it. And, you know, it's a little awkward as you're acquiring the skills, but I guess it worked to a certain extent. I mean, it's kind of like riding a bicycle, right? There's hyper awareness to start. You're like, keep pedaling, keep pedaling, keep pedaling. And then at some point it, become, it becomes more natural. So, you know, yeah. when, as you're practicing these skills, there's hyper awareness, which in itself is awkward for you, like counting how many seconds you're staring at someone's <laughs> eyes. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but to your point, what's the range of appropriateness? Because I catch myself sometimes like having a conversation with somebody and I realize I'm looking everywhere except at them. So it's, it's 3.1 seconds for the record. <laughs> 3.1 on, about a second off. You can look wherever you want, it turns out. So 3.1 uh, yeah, right on, amount. one off. 3.1 on, one off. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I tell, awkward people tend to love details, so I say don't fuss about the point one. Right. But uh, yeah, about, about three to one ratio. And uh -huh. it's interesting what you say about finding yourself looking anywhere but the person's eyes. There's actually some research on this where they can 
do eye tracking studies and actually watch where people are looking when they're looking at somebody's face. One of the things they find with socially awkward people is that compared to socially fluent people who reflexively look at the eye region, because the eyes contain actually the most social information, mm-hmm. awkward people reflexively look to the chin or to the ear, which have much less social information. But what it seems to do is it makes the social interaction less overwhelming, less emotionally overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a way to kind of bring down the intensity of the interaction for the awkward person. By the way, just a a quick aside, I can't help but realize that for some people listening to this, this is an extremely awkward conversation. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's right i feel like we're on the same wavelength here if someone's not on that wavelength (laughs) we've lost them uh, we've lost them they've gone they're they're listening to something else they've moved on (laughs) (laughs) this is for all the awkward people that's right (laughs) well we can do a demographic study uh, to what our list you know we'll see how many people listen to the episode and we can make an unscientific assessment of how many awkward people are because they stuck with it I love where this is going, but I need to take a quick break and then we'll get back into it. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So here's a here's an interesting question, which is why are people awkward? You know, because the the theory being, I mean, I'm gonna completely make stuff up here, but you know, in the realm of evolution, you want the the stronger person, the the smarter person, to be the one who's procreating, and the social person, the the, the socially fluent person, is more likely to be sort of have an alpha status and 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 sort of get the better mate, and and so the two socially fluent people will procreate for social animals. Sure. Being socially fluent has got to be helpful. So how did awkward people 
survive evolution. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we awkward? Why is there it's, awkwardness? Yeah. It's kind of a miracle we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I think that's a really interesting lens through which to look at the awkwardness and where it comes from, right? And along with your with your hypothesis, I think it's really interesting that awkwardness shows pretty strong heritability. So in boys, for example, it's about 53% heritable and girls, about 39% heritable. So there is a significant genetic component there, which suggests it's being passed down through generations. It's not really clear yet. It's, it's not a slam dunk why awkward people would have not been selected out at some point. But one thought is this. There's this curious and strong correlation between social awkwardness and what researchers call extraordinary achievement or striking talent. Hmm. So, you know, people who achieve amazing things in this world, things that are kind of at the tail end of the bell curve... Uh, they're actually more likely to be awkward. And the reason for that is this obsessive interest in things. And so awkward people really love what they love to the point that they get obsessed with it. They become obsessed with the details and the minutia and then trying to put those pieces together in different ways. As an example, I heard a, a great anecdote from a, a friend of mine from his wife. She said, hey, uh, one day I walked in and he had taken apart the toaster and it was just laying there in pieces on the counter. And I said, what, what are you doing? Is it broken? And he just said, no, I was just really interested in how in how the pieces worked and how this thing operates as a whole. And that's kind of like the awkward person when they really love something. They'll just really get into it and obsess about it. But that that obsessiveness then translates into persisting through kind of hard times and challenges, and then also eventually getting to a point where they can achieve something that's really pretty exceptional. That's so interesting. So when I ask why evolutionarily would, would an awkward person even make it, it's because there are huge advantages. It's not just social, that there are huge advantages that we need the awkward people in our society because of their obsession. And they're, I assume that they're also, they're the observers. Yes, exactly. The awkward person can be super valuable because they are seeing the world in a different kind of way. And they are seeing it in this more bottom-up kind of way. And what happens then is you might put those pieces together in a way that nobody else would. And that can lead to creativity or innovation. And that gives diversity to a group's thinking, but can also then, of course, we're talking about evolution, add resources because they'll see new ways or better ways to, to do things. Yeah. This is so interesting. And it also explains the self-flagellation and the insecurity that sometimes come from being awkward is because we are equally hyper-focused on ourselves and because we actually have a means of comparison, right? Like I've been watching other people and I know how they conduct themselves and I'm not conducting myself that way. I've observed the socially fluent and I'm being socially unfluent and I'm aware of that. And that I think is the source of the, unfortunately, a self <laughs> even more awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's right. Trying to overcome the previously awkward thing sometimes leads to even a more awkward situation. I, I think the other thing is, and I think it's worth parsing out, which is there's no correlation, or I'm assuming there's no correlation between socially awkward and insecure. I, I, does your research bear that out? Yes, you're exactly right. So th there doesn't have to be a correlation between 
your self-esteem and, and you being socially awkward, if, yeah, if you just have some self-awareness about it, people kind of appreciate the straightforwardness. It's like, oh, well, that actually took a little extra confidence to <laughs> come in hot with, hey, I'm an awkward person. And I think people kind of, I think people kind of appreciate that. It, it takes a while sometimes. And so like with teenagers, for example, um, they might have a bit of a lower self-esteem and it's kind of understandable because they are struggling more. And this, in some instances, like the awkward kids getting picked on or something, which, which doesn't help. But yeah, the ideal Simon would be to get to where, yeah, you just have good self-awareness and you own it. Oh, that's a great, that's a great question, which is all little kids have no awkwardness. Like little kids <laughs> have no inhibitions, no awkwardness. They see the world through the rosiest color lenses, you know, and then adolescence sets in and all the awkwardness shows up. We look awkward, we sound awkward, we act awkward, you know, and then for some of us, the awkwardness remains at higher levels and for some of us, it, it dilutes and dissipates. The question I have is, is why do we get awkward in adolescence at all? Like, if we weren't awkward as little kids, why the transition into awkwardness where there's more awkwardness amongst adolescent kids than, than, than not? There's a couple things there. You know, so awkward moments are just deviations from relatively minor social expectations. If it's a violation of a major expectation, like trust, for example, right. then you're in a different realm of emotional reaction right. to that. An unzip zipper or spinach in your front teeth not a big deal, really, right? But uh, but those are certainly awkward kinds of moments. What happens when you get to adolescence is things obviously start to change very quickly. Uh, so that could be physical kind of stuff, but also mentally you get this surge of abstract reasoning and you're interested in popularity and abstract things like that. And so there's all these new expectations. Uh, all of a sudden I got to be fashionable. Um, all of a sudden I'm much shorter than everybody else who's going through their growth spurt. Uh, there's all these things where the, there's a gap between expectations and your ability to meet those social expectations. And I think that's why in junior high school, for example, it just feels awkward for a lot of folks. I'm loving this. So what I love about this, which is it's a, awkwardness you're defining, and I love this definition, which is it's, it's, it's not quite meeting a social expectation, right? And so... I'll tell you a strategy that I've learned that has been extremely beneficial to me, right? Um, because to your point, in a social interaction, in a bar, at a party, at all these things, there's, a, there's, a, there's an expectation of sociability and some degree of social fluency that an awkward person really struggles with, the small talk, the, all of that stuff, which I do. And so one strategy is to really, 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 really work hard on your social fluency so you can be good in those environments. The strategy that I've adopted is to avoid those environments, <laughs> which is, which is yeah. I go into, you know, but your point about meeting social expectations, which is I go into environments where the social expectations are different. So an, uh, an environment where there's a small group of people, a dinner table with two or three people has a different social expectation than a party or a bar or a, a social event. You can sit quietly at a table for quite much longer without being viewed as awkward or you can interact now and then or allow somebody else to carry the conversation without being awkward so I, what i really like is understanding what the expectations are 
I think we should all work harder to be better versions of ourselves and be prepared for all scenarios, of course. But there's something to be said for not beating yourself up when you're bad in a place where the expectations are one. You can change where the expectations are and put yourself in a place where you're just going to be naturally better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, love that. <laughs> love that point. Lo love that strategy. Because um, some of the unhelpful advice I hear folks give to awkward people is, well, just put yourself out there. You know, just go to the party, just go to the club, go, go to the nightmare scenario where you're not going to do well, basically. And what you're saying is, hey, I'm going to try to set myself up for success by putting myself in social environments where, where I can thrive and it's better suited to my preferences and, and my skills. So, yeah, absolutely love that. I mean, one of the things I've just observed in our short interaction here is like you're a naturally curious person. And in a smaller group setting with one or two people and that would be the kind of trait that would really thrive because you'd be yeah hey tell me more about this thing that you're thinking about or that you're interested in which is really the key to a great social interaction period and so yeah by by you putting yourself in the ideal environment that's really one of the best things you can do I, i'm gaming i'm gaming the system yes exactly and you've also given yourself permission to let go of you know, kind of forcing yourself to be in situations that you don't enjoy or that, that aren't good for you. And, you know, if there's loud music and I can't actually have a conversation, I, I, I literally shut down. I can't yeah. do it. I'll walk yeah, into yeah. a place and if the music is too loud for me to engage with somebody, I will leave, yeah. you know? Yeah, because it's, uh, it's not going to go well. Just nothing, just there's it. just nothing I can do in this space, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm the same. And same so way. these little shortcuts to like, you know, I can just walk into a space and if it's, if it's not too loud, even if it's a social environment, I'll figure it out. But if it's extremely loud, I'm gone. No, no. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sounds like too, like you're interested in getting the other person talking. If the other person talks two thirds of the time, you talk one third of the time, they will always walk away thinking you're the coolest, nicest dude around uh, because they got to talk about themselves and you were genuinely interested in what, what they had to say. So I think sometimes awkward people put the pressure on themselves to perform, but it's actually really getting the other person to perform, which sounds like your mindset in these interactions. When it works. Sometimes I think I have to perform and that's when it falls flat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, sometimes you get two awkward people and the other awkward person is that real super oh, shy type. That's happened to me where I've seen in a social environment where there's lots of people, you know, party club, whatever, and there's one guy standing on the side, like I know he's struggling, I know he feels alone, I, I know he doesn't know what he's doing. And so I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and sort of like throw this poor, poor guy a lifeline. I've been there, and I'll walk up and be, and I, and again, because I'm complete crap at small talk, I'll walk up and be like, "Hi, how you doing? You know, you yeah. okay?" And he'll go, "Yeah, yeah I'm good." Yeah. And then the two of us stand there in complete silence, <laughs> and yeah. awkward Just looking out awkward, the dance floor. You know, awkward plus awkward is really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both feeling it until one of us goes, okay, and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and yeah, I've sometimes yeah, been the on the receiving end of that, and I've sometimes been on the giving end of that. But an awkward person will struggle to rescue an, an awkward person. <laughs> yeah, now you're both drowning. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, a good, it's not a good scenario. <laughs> We have to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Optimism today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Optimism. We've talked about what we awkwards can learn from socially fluent people and how we can better improve for, for all the good reasons, you know. It's helpful to be socially fluent in a, in a social world. What can socially fluent people learn from awkward people? One of the things I think for folks to know in general is that socially awkward people are just as kind. They are just as trustworthy. They are, they have all, you know, all the stuff that actually really matters in a close relationship, uh, awkward people have. And I, I think one of the things that's bonus is that awkward people a lot of times have an empathy for what it's like to be misunderstood yeah. or they have an empathy for what it's like to, to struggle in an interpersonal situation. And one of the things I, I just really warms my heart, I guess, is to see the awkward person notice somebody who's struggling, whereas the socially fluent person might not because they're, you know, not paying attention to some of the details. And um, one of the things I love is, you know, the awkward person, taking the time uh, to really help folks along who, who might be struggling. And so I think one of the things socially fluent people can learn from awkward folks is to slow down sometimes and think about, hey, is everyone doing well here and what can I do to be helpful? I think one of the other things that awkward people do well, that socially fluent people oftentimes can learn something from is just their determination and their persistence. When I'm talking to an awkward person and I find that thing that they're passionate about and that they're obsessed about, I just love hearing about their passion for it, but I also love hearing how they work on it. And there's this discipline 
that can sometimes tip into rigidity, but uh, there's this discipline and there's, there's this persistence, especially through difficult parts, that I think is really admirable. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a specific story about something you were involved in over the course of your professional career, you know, a project you were involved in, something like that, but something that you absolutely loved being a part of, that if every one of your projects was like this one thing, you'd be the happiest person alive? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I had a recent experience. I was working with a psychedelic pharmaceutical company, and they wanted to build this technology tool to understand why psychedelics seem to work for things like depression or addiction. And one of the things I loved about that, that environment is the guy I worked with most closely was the chief technology officer. He was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. And he only wanted to meet every two weeks, which I liked. <laughs> and he'd always start with the same question, which just exemplifies what I think I enjoyed about the situation. He would always say, hey, Ty, what can I do to remove the barriers to let you do your best possible work? And that was really all he was interested in, in doing. And I think the times I've really loved whatever it is I'm doing, whether it's something about social awkwardness or technology tool or whatever it might be, is I just love the problem. You know, I, I just love a big, nasty problem. And I, I love obsessing <laughs> then about figuring out the details of that and, you know, trying to come up with something this may be creative or or different. And I think finding the freedom to do that in this modern age is is pretty hard to do. Yeah. What's give me an early specific happy childhood memory, but something specific I can relive with you. Yeah. I guess the thing that comes to mind right now that that was actually kind of a big deal was I was in California with with my dad. We were just kind of taking a boys trip, uh, the the two of us. And my aunt had very generously given me $50. She said, hey, just, just spend this on, on whatever you want sometime. And I said, okay. So my dad loved clothes. <laughs> so we, we went out, did a lot of clothes shopping. And there was this, this 80s style rainbow jacket that I loved. It had the stripe down the middle. It was kind of this parka. It was like $45. My dad expected to pay for it. It was like school clothes shopping or whatever. I actually took it when he wasn't looking. Uh, he was looking at something else. I went and I paid for it with the money my aunt had given me. And when my dad kind of saw what I'd done, he just started crying. He like broke down in tears. I was like, oh, did I? I thought I did something awkward. Like I had upset him or something like that. And he just said, I'm, I'm so proud of you for just wanting to be fair and, and do your part. And that's the most important thing in life, Ty, is just that it's not about the money. It's just that you're thoughtful about being fair with people and, and being generous with people as much as you're able. My dad was a man of few words. So I remember that really meant, it really meant a lot to me. And it was also kind of, you know, at the time, I think I was in fifth grade, starting to feel like, hey, maybe I can do, be my own person and do some things on my own. You know, what's interesting about that story, but also all of your work which is you really care about self-reliance and giving people the tools to be self-reliant. And as a kid, it was the $50 that gave you self-reliance to make a decision to get something you wanted and not to have to ask or rely. And your awkwardness work, which is to give people the tools that they don't have to lean on someone or rely on someone, but that, that, that they know enough and they understand the strengths of being awkward that they can thrive 
in life without having to be something that they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just love yeah. that you have this, and you said it's 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 a very generous way of going through life, and it and it, and, it, and it's like. In in all of your work, you have kind of become that CTO at the psychedelics company, you know, which is what can I give to you so that you can be your most successful? And that's exactly what your relationship work is. That is exactly what your awkwardness work is. What can I give to you so that you can be your most successful? You know, I want to, and, and I love that. I love that about you. I really appreciate that. That's uh, one of the nicest things I've heard in quite some time. So yeah, if I can do that for folks, I'd I, I think for me, at least, you know, that's that's what it's all about. You know, this is the funny thing about being awkward, which is as a kid, it caused me great distress. Now as an adult, I, like I said, standing at the party, sitting at the bar by myself, you know, I just, it just doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, same. And, and I'm fully aware it's weird and, but whatever. I still don't like going to those kind of places because it puts me in a position of weakness. But... I'm I wouldn't say I'm I'm not fluent at all but I I can order off a menu. You know what I mean? Yes. I can I, <laughs> yeah. I can be a tourist. I can be a competent exactly. tourist. Ty, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your research, sharing your work, sharing your magic. In in a very awkward way I have to say this is very cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I really enjoyed yeah. the conversation as well and uh yeah, I, I uh, we can get on the same wavelength uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Simon. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more optimism, check out my website, simonsinic.com, for classes, videos, and more. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. How do you create present and future value? As a trusted advisor for CFOs, private equity sponsors, and corporate functional leaders, Cross Country Consulting solves today's most pressing challenges and creates present and future enterprise value with tailored integrated solutions for accounting and risk, technology-enabled transformation, and transactions. Working as a strategic partner and collaborative part of your team, they can help you see around corners and generate value for your business. The future-ready business, in sight and within reach. Go to crosscountry-consulting.com to learn more.